0: Hey, I'm Josh Hallmark, and I want to thank you for listening to one of the Oaks podcasts. Remember this message from Isaiah chapter 61. God takes the seeds of brokenness and turns them into oaks of righteousness, and that's you. First day, um... In Revelation, where where uh, the angel tells John the Revelator, look, there's tough things coming, and patience and endurance is required on behalf of the saints. And so, this is like a muscle that we want to know that we are we are tough and we are able to withstand things that come against us. But gratitude is a big part of us being able to endure. Because what happens when you, when you aren't grateful, when you don't have gratitude, you start seeing all the problems. When you start seeing all the problems, then what happens is you start getting discouraged. You start getting discouraged. When all the problems, do you all know that the definition of stress, you might want to write this down, the definition of stress is when your perceived supply is less than your perceived demand. It's perception, you're perceived, now you might be stressed because it's actually, your supply is actually less than your demand, but how we see that, we've, that is what causes us to feel stressed. Anyway, so gratitude has a, a real way of framing things right for us, we'll talk a little more about that later. So today, I'm, I want to continue in this same thought, I'm calling this Unlock the Power of Gratitude. It's the same idea though, is that we should be thankful, but I've got some more points that I want to share with you. And hopefully this will go along with our negativity fast, but it also help us understand that gratitude is not something you just talk about when it's time to eat turkey, right? By the way, if I remember right, you know, Abraham Lincoln was the one that that set up um, Thanksgiving. And this was either right after the Civil War or it was in the very end of the Civil War. It was a very, very difficult time. In our nation, that he set apart a time to thank the Lord for his blessings, for his bounty. And uh, is that amazing? So, you don't have to wait till things are good before you get thankful or before you become grateful. And so, anyway, I want to share just a few thoughts with you leading up to Thanksgiving, and hopefully, this will help us. Number one is when I am grateful, I am more fun to be with. Nudge your husband or wife and just say, It's the truth. You can nudge anybody that's beside you, and you know, you you can even not know them that well and say, Yeah, that's probably right. Did you know that gratitude is relational in nature? Watch this. I'm going to show you something. There's a study that I read about gratitude, and it said that people who are grateful tend to be more empathetic. Um, Empathy is our ability to see someone else's condition. Empathy is our ability to take ourselves outside of our own skin and see somebody else's skin. So what empathy does, empathy, um, like where empathy allows me to see someone else's plight, gratitude helps me, or let me say it this way, Where empathy enables us to recognize someone else's plight, gratitude enables us to recognize someone else's effort. I'll say that one more time. Where empathy enables us to see someone else's plight, gratitude enables us to see someone else's effort. Now, let me ask you a question. And I'm telling you, if you're writing that thought down, you can say, "When well, I'm grateful, more fun to be with. Or you can write down, uh, gratitude is relational. Gratitude is relational. When I'm grateful, I am more fun to be with. And I want you to think about it for just a minute. We can look at the other side. You all know the person, maybe the family member, maybe it's Aunt Gertrude that you all see every Christmas. And Aunt Gertrude is negative no matter what you say. Look, Aunt Gertrude, I've got a, i have got I got a brand new vehicle. I got the new Tesla truck. It's amazing. And she's like, well, it's probably not good on gas, right? That was a joke. Y'all, y'all give me a little more than that, please. Thank you. <laughs> Even if it's fake, I receive it. <laughs> um. The, uh, so. Are you got, y'all know what I'm talking about, though. No, no matter what you say, oh, I won the lottery, Aunt Gertrude. It's probably uh, it's all going to be to taxes. You know, it's going to be taxed 90% anyway. And um, and that's not fun to be around, is it? You're like, okay, good to see you again, Aunt Gertrude. I'm going to go look for the, um, you know, for the the pumpkin casserole or whatever the uh, sweet potato casserole. So when I'm grateful, I'm more fun to be with, and that is because when you're a grateful person. You 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 are more relational. Like, <clears throat> when I hang out with anybody, I try to recognize something that they've been doing. It just means, look, we were all created to be seen. Do you know that? D- do you like it when somebody recognizes your effort? How about this? You're at work you're fixing a problem. You're not gonna say, hey, everybody look at me, I just fixed this problem, right? Because that's not really how you guys roll. But you do it, but then somebody sees it and they're like, man, I'm so glad that somebody finally fixed that toilet, it works now. And they're like, was that you? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I was tired of doing whatever. You know, you're not trying to brag on yourself, but does it feel good when somebody recognizes your effort? It does. Did you know that gratitude actually has a, it has a way that it opens people towards you? I want you to think about this. When you're hanging out with people, people tend to either roll the window up or roll the window down. And when we're grateful, just when we recognize other people's effort, there is, there is something about its nature that allows other people to be seen. It's that same feeling of empathy that I'm talking about. It, but instead of recognizing their plot, you're recognizing their effort or what they're good at or who they are. It's closely connected to honor. And so this is one way that we can honor other people around us is just being grateful for what they do. Yep. I think there's huge classes of people that do not get honored enough like to me the older generation my parents and my parents parents a lot of times especially really old people a lot of times really old when I say really old because my kids kind of consider me old now so I have to I have to bump it on up the line but I think about my grandparents generation uh, those who are, who are still living Um. Young people just tend to write them off. They don't understand anything. But they actually laid a foundation that we actually inherited. That everything we have is because somebody went before us, right? And so gratitude enables us to see that. It enables us to recognize it and to show honor towards it. Hey, While I'm on, this is, like a, little, this is a little bit of a pet peeve. But I just tend to hear people complain so much about city parks. And uh, anything, any kind of public work, I feel like we're so ungrateful for, to have roads that we can get down and parks that we can play in. They're beautiful. If we could just stop and say, oh, thank you to the people in our city, because uh, we just think we feel entitled to it because we, we paid taxes and those taxes went. But somebody, if you know anybody in any kind of public works, there is effort There's planning, there's red tape, and there's more red tape, and there's even more red tape that they had to push through to get to have that park over there so that you could go play and hang out, right? And so gratitude enables us to just see, oh, oh, there's a water fountain right there. Somebody actually had to make that happen. Yeah? Gratitude really helps us to be more fun to be with. Tell your neighbor, I'm so glad you're here. All right. Number two, gratitude reframes my experiences. So, a thing that's interested me just over the years is a study of, you know, uh, inner healing, people's pain in their life, things that happen to people, um, how we overcome, life's hurts, Dealing with the pain in our life, you know issues that cause trauma in our life those kind of things, but gratitude is, is An anti-venom To what the enemy is trying to do to take you out Gratitude is an anti-venom and one of the things that that you might hear some you know uh, Counselors or psychologists say it's not just about what happens to you, but it's how you interpret what happens to you i think this is a huge role of fathers by the way and mothers is to help our kids when things happen because they're definitely going to happen to help interpret the things that happen for them to help them see things in a redemptive light to help them see things is just because somebody made fun of their hair it doesn't mean the world's over right And so there's there's ways that we can help. But gratitude has its own way of helping reframe our circumstances. So it's not just what happens to you, but it's actually how you perceive what's happened to you. What I'm saying is some people are abused, and there's no excuse and no good in it ever. It causes trauma, but there are some people that are devastated by it, and there are other people that are not devastated by it. And a lot of it has to do with how we interpret it, how we deal, how we respond. So much of your pain in your life has less to do with what actually happened to you and has more to do with what you do with it once it happens. Now gratitude enables us to find something redemptive in it so that your time and your pain was not wasted. One example I was thinking of in terms of just a real-time experience is that the disciples early on, they started preaching about Jesus, and people said, don't do this. Don't preach about Jesus. And uh, they're like, well, we should obey God rather than men, right? And so they kept preaching about Jesus, and then they got flogged. They got whipped. And after this traumatic event... They started a support group on people who had been witnessing and had got flogged, and they went through twenty years of trauma or, I'm sorry, uh, counseling. Look, I believe in counseling. I do. I did it myself, right? So I'm not anti any of that. But you know what the disciples did? They ran away and rejoiced that they were counted worthy to be um, to be mistreated for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that's, dude, they, they heard that sermon right before that about gratitude. It had to do with how they framed what had happened to them, right? Now, to me, that really takes that takes the grace of God for that to happen. But here's the deal is that the grace of God is available to us. Now, listen, if any of you guys have been hurt or misused, or um, I, I want you to understand that I am in no way trying to belittle what has happened to you. I've spent a lot of time over the years helping pray through things with people and dealing with my own stuff, okay? And so I, I value dealing. But I want you to understand is that you have power in your situation. You are not a victim to something that happened to you a long time ago. You are in the driver's seat. You have power, and you got the Holy Ghost. He's a good guy. So, so gratitude helps reframe my experiences. One more thing that I was thinking of is that Paul and Silas, you guys might remember, they were um, they were preaching. There was a revival that broke out. Um, they ended up uh, causing a disturbance from their enthusiasm and their uh, and their ministry, and uh, they were put in prison. They were flogged first. They were flogged. And they were put in prison. They were flogged without a, uh, a trial. They were Roman citizens. That wasn't supposed to happen. But they, um, they went in prison. And the, this is when the prison was shaken. Actually, can't remember exactly. The, uh, there's two couple different stories. But the prison was shaken. But you know what they were doing right before the prison was shaken? They were rehearsing their injustices. No, that's not what they were doing. The Bible says they were praising God and singing hymns. They're like, Sas, you remember that old hymn, I'll Fly Away? Let's sing that song. They, start, they were praising God. There was, there was a different spirit that they had. And I feel like that's that same characteristic of those who said, Lord, we thank you that, that you found us worthy to suffer on your behalf. I mean, in some ways, that seems like, whoa, how did they think that? But here's the deal. Is gratitude has a way of causing something that's very disturbing. Like getting flogged and put in prison would cause me some trauma. I'm not going to lie, okay? And it probably would to you guys, too. And maybe it did to them, too. But they were able to actually embrace their circumstance in a completely different way because the way that they embraced it because of, the, because of gratitude. So, anyway, gratitude reframes my experiences. And then, here's the third one, is that gratitude gives me a lens to see God through. So, you remember when I said that uh, gratitude is relational? And that you're more fun to be around when you're grateful? And that's because it's relational. And uh, people would rather be around you if you're grateful. I'm not saying you have to be like all Pollyanna. You know what Pollyanna means? Everything's okay all the time, no matter what. That's not what I mean. Okay? We can be realistic about what's going on in our life and still be grateful for the blessings in our lives. But um, gratitude gives me a lens to see God through. Something happened to me this past week. I was standing right here. Where's the microphone? I was standing right here and... uh, i'll move if i start feeding back right here <clears throat> and uh third grader was standing right here and his name's malachi and um malachi actually he might be a second he's second or third grade but uh, he's a little guy right malachi's standing here and uh this whole room's full of kids right and we're all spread out And we're talking, we're turning what we're thankful for into a prayer. And we're saying, Lord, I thank you for this and this and this. And kids are saying a lot of different things. You know, a lot of them are thankful for their mom and dad. And Malachi said this when I was standing right here. He said, Lord, I thank you for my house. And he said it in a way like he was talking about his house, right? Not that I have a house, but I'm thankful for my house and my stuff. That's what he said and um somehow something happened with me where something took with me and i realized what if the god of the universe who knows your name he knows your address he knows your social security number he knows your weight he knows your eye color he knows how tall you are What if that same God knows what kind of car you have? What if he knows the house that you live in and the socks that you're wearing? What if that God actually gave you your house? And what if that God actually gave you your favorite boxers? What if that God gave you your house that you have in particular, and your stuff. What if God was intentional that he likes you and he wanted to bless you, he likes relationship, and he gave you your favorite gun? Oh, God forbid. What if he did it on purpose? How do you think he would feel if you noticed what would it do for your relationship with God if you noticed Lord thank you for my truck thank you for my car mine the one that I have some of you guys are like it's nice and new some of you are like it's got character (laughs) you know it's got dents in it that are just, just mine and mine alone, right? What if you stopped and recognized the exact things that God gave you? And what if you realized that the things he gave you, he did on purpose? Show me a verse, Josh. Let's look at this. I love this verse. This is from James 117. Every good and perfect gift. Now some of you guys got perfect gifts and some of you got good gifts. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Does that mean the devil gave you the gift? That would probably be from below, right? Or if the gift came because somebody gave it to you, that would be from a cross. But what if every good, everything in your life that you would deem good, and some things that you would deem more than good, perfect? What if those things actually originated by the intention of the Father? What if He did it on purpose? Well, this verse says he did. Every good and perfect gift is from above. If you don't know exactly what I'm saying, what I mean is, this is what James is saying, what I mean is coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like the shifting shadows. He's light. He's in the light. There's no shadows. He sees you light stands for revelation it stands for clarity it's not darkness there's no confusion in it the father of heavenly lights knows what you like he knows who you are and he's made room in his world to give you some of the things that were just for you y'all i was sitting in a park one time having a quiet time. This has probably been about 15 years ago. And uh, in Auburn, and uh, I was sitting there, and I just felt like the Lord spoke to me. I was just admiring this uh, uh, tree. And um, I felt like the Lord spoke this to me. And he said, Josh, I put that tree right there for you. And uh, that kind of thought just sounds goofy in my head a little bit. Like, oh, Josh, you're really embellishing this now, you know. But it just stuck with me. I'm like, well, Lord, there's, you know, this is a city park. We were talking about city parks earlier. Lord, this is a city park. A lot of people are here. The city planted that tree, probably. But I felt like the Lord was trying to get me to see. That his mind is really, really big. And his intention is very, very strong. And there are things in my life that are very, very good down to the daggum tree I get to look at when I'm sitting in a park for 15 minutes and don't have much time or whatever. That he can say, you know what? When we were doing that exercise in here, some of the kids said things like, Lord, I thank you that there are animals like some of them thank the Lord for like their own dogs or cats. Some of them thank the Lord for that they're animals. Did you know that this world was created uniquely to sustain life? And when God crowned the creation, he made you, he put you in it. And he put you in it in a way that there could be enjoyment from it. Gratitude has to do with us being pleasable. Did you know that God said of Jesus when he came this is my son whom I love in him I am I am well pleased. Some of you serve a version of God that can never be pleased. It's like a black hole that everything you do is never pleased, but that is not how God is. God is a God that is able to derive pleasure from your obedience and from your life and even from your gratitude. He is impacted by you. Do you not think that he likes it when you are impacted by him and by the things that he does? So gratitude gives me a lens to recognize the Lord. What if all of a sudden everything that you see in your life down to the trees and the animals and your house and your stuff that you see is a gift from the Father of heavenly lights, all of a sudden you recognize that He is at work in your life. He's not far away. He's right there. And He wants you to see it. It's relational between the two of you. So I want to end today with your sheet. you got a sheet in front of you. I have a box of pens up here. If somebody, does anybody need a pen if you can't find a pen in front of you? And I want us to do a five a five minute exercise. anybody need a pen? Hmm? You didn't get a sheet. I got one for you. anybody missing a sheet? Need a sheet. Need a pen. Anybody else need a pen or a sheet? Any pen? There you go. All right. Pen. Good. 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 All right. So let's take about five minutes. Um, Anna, do you mind getting us some music going? Otherwise, I might start humming the Jeopardy song or something like that. So, um, So let's take five minutes. And this is to prepare us for the week. For more information about the Oaks, visit theoaks.org. Thanks for listening.